listening to Obstacle Races New Zealand. Join your hosts Max Bell and Stephen Steady as they explore the realms of obstacle sports, including OCR, mud running, adventure racing, hybrid racing, ninja and more in New Zealand and abroad. Hey Max, how are you? I'm going pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Bit cold here in Auckland at the moment, but uh, makes it hard to get out of bed to go to the, the gym. But um, other than that, no, good. Don't have anything on the radar at the moment, so I'm just sort of going to the gym to keep keep myself a little bit fit. Have a chat with AJ and Liam in the mornings. Mm, it's good you're still able to manage to go to the gym. I've been pretty slack with the short days, the cold days. But you, you were telling me before you've just signed up to. Yeah, so gym. I've signed up and I've uh, using that as motivation. I now pay Liam to go to his gym, so uh, it makes me get out of bed a bit more. When you're not paying for it, you've always got that excuse to roll over and turn the alarm off. But then you know, I think, oh, God, I pay for this. I better go and use some of it up. Mm. And it is, I have to admit, it is good. I went to boot camp for a long time and I haven't been inside a gym for, God, 20 years otherwise, probably 30 years. Really? I um, do boot camps and stuff like that and, and outdoor training. But uh, I have to admit, using getting back into weights and using a few different machines that he's got there and, and he's... Uh, what do you call it? That's a send fit for anyone listening. It is good. I mean, I'm enjoying it again. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Is, that, is yeah. that doing group classes at the gym? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah, good way to motivate yourself, like you were saying. Pay your money and book in a time slot. Make you show up. Because I, I think that's why I've been pretty slack in my training. I blame it on the short days. <laughs> but I just recently, um, well, my, I wasn't, I wasn't going to many classes at my gym i was making maybe one a week recently so i, I downgraded my membership from the class <laughs> membership down to this just using the open gym but since doing that i've been pretty slack but i think that's a big part of it too is that i'm not booking a time slot so i'm not, not having that pressure to make you show up there's nothing on the cards to make you say like there's no i've got to be at this level or i've got to be able to do this by this date at the moment I don't know about you, but really the next thing I've got on the calendar is the Spartan uh, Ultimate Athlete, which is at the end of the year. I did toy with going to Hawaii, to the doing the trifecta weekend in Hawaii, and um, the woman we speak to today is was, is one of the people that is going from, from New Zealand. She's going over with some group of friends, uh, and AJ, another one of my mates, he's going over for it. Uh, I did toy with the idea, but just coming back with getting my arm used again, I just think I'd be... I'd be going along more as a spectator than I would. Uh, I might be something I'll do next year. Mm, maybe next year. Now that uh, we're out of the COVID bubbles and all that, things can get back to a bit more normal. So hopefully a few more events will come along. Yeah, it's looking that way. Because uh, I was going to do the Tough Guy, Tough Girl in Auckland, but it's nearly three years since I've seen my parents back in Australia. So I've decided we've decided to, to go over there line it up with a long weekend in Australia and it just so happens it's the same weekend as the, the long weekend in, in Western Australia is the same weekend as a tough guy, tough girl in Auckland. So, yeah, so we've decided to do that instead. That sounds good, though. Yeah, I didn't end up doing the tough guy and girl. You just reminded me of that uh, in Wellington. So I was, because we did interview Murray Fleming, the man behind tough guy and girl events on our podcast previously, and I was booked <laughs> in. Well, funny story about that. So I remember, I remember being really rushed the day before, like that the night before. I like got all my running gear ready and my shoes ready and pulled all that out, put it in my office, and I was going to wake up early the next morning, you know, 
chuck on all my gear and go drive out there. And I was laying in bed that night. My partner was asking me if I'm ready for my race. I'm like, yeah, 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 absolutely ready. And I'm, I can't remember what time it was. So I, like what time the race was in the morning. So I pulled out my phone to check the schedule, <laughs> lying in bed. And I'm going through my emails and then slowly panicking as I can't find the schedule anywhere in my emails. I can't find any record of it anywhere in my emails. And I very slowly realized that I didn't actually enter the race. Like I've been meaning to for months. Oh, I, okay. never, I never actually entered it. <laughs> so I just realized literally the night before. Yeah, so I was like, oh, a bit upset about that, just panicking and, yeah, let myself down. But but in the end, I decided just not to do it. I could have gone along that morning. I was just going to say, cash. do they do a on-the-day sign-up? They do. you got to pay right. a bit extra. But I, I just figured, like, I've – because I've, I've been to the race, Tough Guy and Girl, the Wellington and the Palmerston North race multiple times. Um, yep. I was like, oh, it's not too much new for me to get out of it. So I ended up just giving it up at the last minute. But that's okay. I was happy with that. Um, but yeah, I missed this year, unfortunately. What news have you got off the news front there? Yeah, so one new event, a new OCR event in New Zealand that I've seen pop up is the Dirty Dog Challenge, which is coming the 9th of July in Hamilton. Uh, it's run by the Hamilton City Council. And this is a it's a semi-OCR race, but borderline. So it's a dog race. You run it with your dog. And they have a 2.5k and a 6k option. And looking at their videos from last year, it's a, it's a lot of mud, some few few obstacles, few limited obstacles, but a lot of good fun it looks like. And it's held at the same venue as the, the Tough Guy and Girl events, the junior and secondary school event, hold their races at in Hamilton. So I think they probably use the same course. Same course. The same sort of obstacles that are built there. Um, but yeah, if anyone owns their dog near Hamilton, check that one out. And another event is one I've been involved with, actually. So I've been involved in a new sort of sport, or an old sport if you look at it. So tag, the game of tag. There's a global brand called World Chase Tag, which has been trying to turn tag into a sport. And it, it's working out pretty well, actually. It's really awesome if you anyone wants to yeah, YouTube World Chase Tag. They make these amazing clips that go viral, um, pretty similar to Ninja Warrior and that it's really short, really fast-paced, really high-energy clips that easily spread. Um, so in Wellington, we've been organising another open chase day coming up to play some games. That's coming 23rd of July in Wellington at the Kilburnie Rec Centre. Yeah, I've seen some videos you've put on Instagram. Looks yeah. like you're having a bit of fun there. Yeah, it's good fun. It's um, trying to, yeah, I'm trying to, it's, it's unique because it's, 20 the rounds are 20 seconds up to 20 seconds long you have to run away or get tagged so it's literally sprint pace it's so fast but there's so much thinking because like, you're navigating an obstacle arena with someone after you so it's it's really intense like it's so fast but it's yeah it's crazy yeah well until you brought it up i can't i must admit i'd never heard of it other than what you did at school when you were running around I didn't realise it was a, a big sport or a, it was a world championships. Mind you, there's a lot of world championships out there nowadays. But, uh... Yeah, it's an emerging sport. It's They basically took the game of tag from their childhood, yeah. turned it into a sport and um, trying to make a brand. So I recently had a conversation with uh, one of their staff members in charge of the Asia-Pacific region, the licensing. But we, we were talking a little bit about other examples that are doing this and 
Spartan race came up as the you know the brand who you know expanded OCR and the leading brand in OCR and CrossFit came up as a similar sort of story for functional fitness, the sport of functional fitness, how they started it and how they're the leading you know brand within that sport. So World Chase Tags trying to do a similar thing where they're trying to start up the sport of tag and be the leading global brand in that sport. But but like everything else, they they got hit by COVID too. So their all their plans are sort of set back two years. Yes, that's uh, caused a few problems around the world. That's going to take a few years to get over, I think. COVID. Mm. Looks like things are starting to roll out. Because some other news items we have: World Obstacle has been busy coming out of COVID, so they've announced some World Championships. So they've announced World's Toughest Mudder has been sanctioned as the 24-hour OCR world championship and that'll be interesting because i was actually listening to a a podcast out of canada and they were talking about that and he'd done a couple of them and he wanted to know how it was going to work and i wasn't aware of it um, i don't know if you are but apparently they you can if you do something you go up to a um volunteer or a uh, marshal and they want you to dance on one leg for 90 seconds they'll give you a golden carabiner and you can bypass obstacles they were talking about this is ugly dave was talking about he hoped that wasn't going to be part of the world championships so i must admit i'd never heard of that before but uh, huh. it's a thing yeah <laughs> yeah they keep changing it because i remember our previous episode nicola reynolds talked a little bit about the golden carabiners too but they were something different maybe okay, yes they did she did didn't she yes but they yeah i think they do keep changing world's toughest mudder every year Oh, okay. So I wonder if some more consistency will come <clears throat> now that it's now that it's owned by Spartan. It's owned by Spartan, yeah, and sanctioned as a international federation championship. Um, but that's coming up November in Atmore, Alabama, in the US. And the other one that World Obstacles sanctioned as a championship is close to home. It's a New Zealand race, which is awesome. <laughs> it's exciting. Uh, it's a God Zone. Godzone in New Zealand has been sanctioned as the Adventure Racing Expedition Race World Championship. And that's coming up March 2023 yeah. uh, New Zealand in Fiordland. And there's a $150,000 prize pool, you said. Is that right? Yeah. So I saw, yeah, they just announced that too. Take up Adventure Racing for that sort of money. Yeah. So it's, I was reading <laughs> the press release. So it says it's the highest amount ever paid in New Zealand for adventure racing. Oh, okay. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, I suppose, because I can remember watching that one in Fiji. They they played pretty good. Well, the win- top three teams got a fair old whack out of that. Mm. So, um, yeah. We're going to draw more people into the sport, draw some international <clears throat> teams to New Zealand to compete in this. Yeah, and that's something we need to do. We need to start talking to a few more adventure racing people, so we need to... Do you know anyone out there? Send us an email on somebody who we should talk to in the adventure racing world. It's definitely something yeah, you and I want to get learn more about and yeah. talk more yeah. about on this podcast. So we've got part two of our interview with the CEO and co-founder of Airshots, is James Bell Booth. So yeah, thank you to Airshots for sponsoring our podcast. Yes, thank you, Airshots. How are they going? Have you been using... Because I know you've got a set, so you've been using them and the new ones, and they're they're working well. They are working well, yeah. I've been using them at work. 
using them to um oh send my work car i usually plug my phone in with an aux cord into the stereo but i broke the aux like port into my phone it's like i can't plug a cord into it anymore which is frustrating so i've been i've been putting my earshots on in my mm. car just listening to that when i drive around for work which has been working really well it's good Okay. And um, oh, the other day actually, <laughs> just reminded of another story I was thinking about telling on this podcast. But yeah, driving around through work, I was in the city in Wellington, and there was I was parked at a traffic light, and a cyclist like you know pull you know they come down the side and pull up in front of you, and I, I had to I had to pull left at the traffic light, and I was like, ah, oh, damn this guy, like, you know I'm gonna have to wait till it go green and then wait till he pulls out and go left, and then he he's he turned his head and I saw something in his ear. I'm like, wait, is that? And I had a good look at it. And you, he's wearing earshots. Earshots. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's awesome. Awesome to see someone else in it. And um, yeah, made me not, made me not want to like, you know, go green and then cut them off instantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's earshots. Could have, been li- could have been listening to our podcast. He could have been. <laughs> it's a good thing to save you from asshole drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Max is a one-ear man. He like he uses one of your one ear quite yep. often with his well he's oh, oh sorry I should say with his ex job. He's changed jobs since then. But. Oh nice. Yep. Yeah, I use them that way. Interesting. It's interesting, right? Because some it's really interesting how markets program people's brains because we often listen to audio like at home with a whole lot of stuff going on around us and we don't complain about it. Like you put the stereo on at home, you still talk to people, you still do things. But for some reason, people have been programmed that if they put headphones in, they shouldn't hear anything else. That's what that, you know, so so I was kind of like, nah, I think we can, you know, work this out somehow. No, I can't wait to, I haven't had, haven't used yours. I've got one of your oppositions, but I don't like them in my ears. So I've got the ones that go on your bone for oh, that yeah. simple reason so that I can still hear yep. what's going around. If someone talks to me, I don't have to pull my plug out or yep. turn my volume down. Yep. So um, no, I'll be real interested to give them a try. Yeah, they're really good for being active and you know, like you were saying, training in them. And I was using them, I was doing abseiling as a job yep. previously. Yep. Used some abseiling was good fun. Yep. No, Janelle um, told me that. Oh, yes. Have you, I was wondering if you found, so is that sort of your audience? You've been marketing them to like, active people who want to use them for outdoor activities? And have, have you found any other like markets that have picked them up as well that you didn't think about? Yeah, there's actually there's a really wide range of people. Uh, that, that's one of the most one of the coolest things I think about getting to this part of the journey is starting to see, you know, different different uses. And you know, I, I remember when Janelle told me about the way you were using them, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then like we've had people like there's a big, quite a large horse riding community. So often in that space, they you know they'll use them because they're actually people will coach horse riders remotely. So there'll be a person learning to ride in Mochueka and they'll have a coach that's in Canberra. And so they set up a camera on the edge of the thing and then, you know, they they dial the person in and they got the earshots on and they're riding the horse. And um, so that was that's been one interesting thing. Uh what else? Yeah, I guess anything where there's just a lot of movement. You know, so I, one of the things I, I haven't talked about really was at the time when I was doing this, I was also go, I went to the local CrossFit gym here and um, actually did a lot of my first testing at the gym, at the CrossFit gyms, CrossFit Mana, because 
it was there's a lot of physical movement and it was in a small space so I could kind of control the testing but you know I get you know home gymmers you know who use them especially that kind of boot camp crossfit style exercise so yeah it's 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 yeah there's a range of people so we, we're trying our best to you know make the products work for as many people who are in, involved in those types of physical pursuits yeah the fact that it stays in your ear is quite amazing that's what i use it for and, yeah uh, it would have been perfect for you know when i finished college years ago my my first job out of college was um cleaning an office building it was like you know part-time uh three hours a night or something yeah um but but the job was like walking around an office building at night with no one there yeah and boring so i'd put headphones in just yep. listen to music and podcasts and but i'm like cleaning stuff and pushing a vacuum cleaner um yep. so i'd often have that problem you were talking about if my headphones would just fall out so i ended up finding some cord ones they have the hooks on top yep i'd use those to hook them in but yep. even those would wear out pretty fast i'd often break them <laughs> and yep. have to replace them maybe you're making me think back about oh that would have been perfect for even something like just cleaners where they have a physical job but it's just um and absolutely it's the same it's just physical but it's uh routine you know you just yes you have nothing to do <laughs> so your yeah. brain sort of wanders but listening yeah. to music is perfect for those sort of things yeah exactly you know, anything where you know your arms are you know you're moving a lot you know if you see vacuum cleaning and you know a lot of arm movement and you know it's um can be quite with a lot of headphone designs you know it can dislodge them and yeah so no, there's, there's lots of opportunities out there for sure. So you mentioned you 3D printed them. So you did most of the R&D yourself or? Yep. Okay. Yep. So I did all the R&D myself. So yep. um, I got it to the point where I knew that the magnetic system would work and I knew there's a couple of variables we had to nail. So we had to get the right magnet size. We had to get the right magnet strength so that it would hold but it wouldn't put too much pressure on and be painful and there's a lot of prototyping and getting that balance right and then there's also um quite a lot to do with how you angle the magnets and the and the ver and the earbud and in the hook so that it actually pushes the weight uh, it distributes the weight in the way that you need it to. So, uh, you know, without having it in front of me, it's hard to describe, but you, there's actually a way that you have to, you know, design it so that when you move, there's not the inertia force around your ear doesn't fling them off. So yeah, there's quite a bit to it. And it's interesting because initially, I, when I, 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 th I went to a guy who does patents and stuff, and I just said, I asked him about the idea. And I said, oh, I think, you know, I've got this idea around magnets and, it turned out that I'm not the first person to think about it, and I'm quite open about that, but I am hands down the first person who figured it out. So there are other people who, who thought, oh, you could use magnets, but no one actually took it all the way through to this is how you do it. And I think because actually it was really blimmin' hard. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was years. I mean, we didn't have – so if I had the idea in November 2014 – and I worked on it, I had a day job and I kept working on it as a side hustle and I didn't have it to a form that we could actually make a product until October 2017. So it was three years of just sitting at my kitchen table and in my garage just making stuff and testing it almost every day. 
three years. And that, and that wasn't getting me to a product. That was just getting me to the point where I knew that I could make a product. And then I had to go and find someone to help me make a set of headphones. Nice. So it is a world first. I remember reading that on the website. This magnet idea, world first design coming out of New Zealand. Yep. It's absolutely hands down a world first. And we've subsequently had it patented. So even though there were there were some other people who had thought about it, we we because I I committed to the course, I was still actually able to get it patented, even though so what, what patents do is they look at whether or not anyone's thought about what you're doing. And if someone else has thought about it and there's information in the public domain, you can't you can't patent it. But because I'd worked so hard at figuring it out, I was able to articulate to all the intellectual property offices of the United States and China and Australia. Um, I was able to articulate to them why I I knew it, and the other people kind of really they just thought of the idea, but they never actually did it. So that was a big win for us, a big win for me to be able to demonstrate that I actually you know cracked it. We're going to have to cut the interview there for now, for this episode, but come back next episode on the podcast and join us where we'll insert the third and the final segment of the interview with James from Airshots. And you can jump over to the Airshots website and use our discount code we have for 10% off. So go to Airshots, enter code NZOCR and get 10% off Airshots. Yes, well, now we're going to have a chat with... uh... An interesting lady who I met several years ago in Tauranga, and she went moved to us or moved and lived in Australia for most of the pandemic, and got heavily involved in Spartan racing, and now has since returned and uh, and works in gyms and that around Auckland. I catch up with her on a Tuesday. She works in the gym I go to, the Liam's gym, on a Tuesday morning. But it's a good chat. It is, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, enjoy. Can we start with saying, with asking, who is Pay Atkins and where are you from? All right, who am I? Um, well, <coughs> what do I say? Where, where do I start? Have you ever heard of the Energizer Bunny? We all know the Energizer <laughs> Bunny. Yeah. Well, my nickname, um, AK license plate on my car, is Nine Volts. So that kind of gives you kind of a little bit of inkling of what I'm like. Um, born and bred in Taronga, country bumpkin from way back. So farming kind of, uh, yeah, grew up on the farm, throwing hay bales around, tractors, motorbikes, you know, the boy stuff. Loved every minute of it. So I kind of just keep doing that now <laughs> is kind of my thing. Uh, mother of three kids, hairdresser by trade. Um, yeah, PT, done all the gym angles that you could possibly imagine yeah that would I kind of sum up that's me I guess I just keep going I'm a big kid at heart and just don't want to grow up and want to keep doing the things I love like climbing trees and rolling in the mud and you know things like that throwing tires around so were you athletic at school did you do team sports individual sports that type of thing at school I did really individualize and it's quite funny because you know, I didn't notice it till a few years ago that I never did group sports. I never played netball when I was younger, never like into anything like that. I did a little bit of cricket, but not really. I did all the, I did athletics, swimming, gymnastics, um, my whole 
like when I was at primary school, intermediate, going into college, and then you know, kind of changed when I was pre-teens into my martial arts. Uh, really got me so that karate, Muay Thai, which I still do now, it's my love. Um, one of my passions, you know, alongside OCR. Um, yeah, so very athletic. Um, my kids are all like that, so they're very much the same, you know, athletics not so much the swimming. I mean, I hate swimming now. You'll never get me doing a triathlon or anything. <laughs> Be like, no, I've got to swim. No, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, very, um, just like I said, you know, from word go, I've been an Energizer bunny. Yeah, very tomboyish when I was growing up on the farm because I had all boys around me and there was no real girls my age group where I grew up. So, yeah. You do PT now? Um, I do a bit of a mixture. I've kind of just come back from Aussie just due to family, um, you know, family things happening. And coaching is kind of, uh, small group coaching is kind of my forte. I want, you know, not F45, that kind of thing. Like Liam's, you know, a scene fit, enjoying that, really keen, really looking forward to getting into that some more and helping him grow that just purely, you know, for him, for the business and for OCR. That's a massive goal of mine. So, yeah, just done kind of all those aspects. I don't, I don't particularly love the one-on-one PTs, but the group stuff is really my niche. And that's what kind of makes me happy. Even if it's two, you know, like I get lots of twos and threes, groups of those. But the bigger classes is um, the functional trainings where I kind of uh, love what I love to do. I'm actually currently doing my reformer instructors. (laughs) So just sideballing it, you know, (laughs) just thought, ah, yep, I'm just going to have something else under my belt. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing at the moment, studying. And it's so different to what I'm used to (laughs) as you can imagine Pilates is very different well yes it is certainly different but it helps certainly helps I have to admit I only did Pilates started Pilates very recently yeah and it um, makes life getting out of bed in the mornings a lot easier when you get a bit older oh definitely eh? that's and Hmm. that's what I think you know it's like oh I'm not getting any younger but I want something to just balance me out because you just see it all the time that I mean, I've got friends in Aussie that are, you know, a bit older and just having that racing, there's always injuries and, you know, so just to try and help me prolong my racing career and just keep my body, you know, supple and moving so I don't have too many injuries. <laughs> and I have to admit, someday I go to a guy on a Saturday who is Brazilian and some days I come out of there feeling worse than I've ever been at the gym. Like yeah. He's just got you doing stupid little movements and you go, yep. how can that hurt? Why does yeah. it hurt? It's I like... know. I don't think my core has ever been on fire this much this last week. Eh? I was just like, oh, my God, the first day we did it of, like, you know, learning and stuff, I was like, oh, my God, the next day my core was just on fire. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm really um, – it's it's good. So, OCR – being a Tauranga girl, and there's not that much happening in Tauranga up until last year. How did you get into that? Where did that come from? Uh, the OCR thing. So that really came from, I was doing, so i always done kind of martial arts. And then I was doing bodybuilding for a few years, you know, as you'd kind of dabble in these things. And uh, my coach, he was also my mentor, Danny Gray, um, of the gym. Like, the gym in Tauranga is like my second home. 
yeah, he had, there was something, someone was doing it and it kind of like, he was like, oh, you should do that, you know, and I was like, oh. So Tough Guy and Girl was my first race and the one in Rotorua and I was just like, oh, let's just get a crew together, you know, and just give it a go and do do it for fun, rah rah and out the door went bodybuilding and in came OCR hard and strong and then just kept going from there went to did every um tough guy and girl and every, all the tough mudders so yeah it's just it kind of progressed and then how I got into Spartan was really random so we'd done the last tough mudder and then I had one of the guys in my crew was like so Hayley, what's next? I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> you know. Um, hmm. Okay, so I did a bit of research. I'm like, okay, well the the kind of season's over, right? Looked into it and <clears> I was like, oh, okay, Spartan, we could go to Aussie, you know. And I put it towards the team. I just said, hey guys, um, there's one in Australia, Spartan, and you know we could fundraise to go there. Like I can't afford to go, you know, being a poor, tra- you know, just a trainer. Um, you know, what do we think about that? So ten of us raised um, money for the Heart Foundation and we raised all the money. We raised 5000 for the Heart Foundation and oh, 10 for us or something like that to get over there. And yeah, so we all went over. That was awesome. We ended up coming. We just went for the fun of it and we came third in Beast, I think it was, as, as a group. Yes, it was very team orientated back then. So what that was, was cool. What year? Oh, my goodness, now you're going to make me think. Um, must have been like six years ago. It was the last Ivory Rock. So 2017? Okay. 16? Yeah, 16 or 17. I'd have to check on that. I'm terrible at my year. That's all right. <laughs> we won't hold you to any of these dates. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> and then you just got into Spartan from there. Yeah, then we went again that year. We went to Melbourne. And we did Bright, the trifecta weekend. And that was just, you know, that just blew our minds. And then I had the opportunity and I went to America. I did all my coaches stuff over there, raced over there, um, did two lots of trifectas, or one and a half, actually. Yeah, was just hooked, you know, and just blew my mind going over there and doing it and being amongst it all living and breathing it for, you know, like two months pretty much, which was just, I I can't even imagine, you know, I can't even tell you, you know, explain just how amazing it was. You know? So a day, a whole, a whole day of burpees was just unreal. <laughs> so like, the coaching, you mean you went over and did your SPX coaching yeah, course and in the, the United States? Yep, yeah, so I did the SPX did the obstacle specialist so I spent pretty much the week in Aspen um doing all like specifics so yeah one day was like a burpee day and we had this the whole weekend with like the crew setting up and stuff like that so it was before the races and that so it was all all through set up and and everything so it was really good we got to do you know like just obstacle by obstacle break it down, spend, you know, like, I don't know how long we spent on each, but very worth doing. If I was to suggest anyone do something like that, specifically OCR stuff was just as worth it. Like, I just got so much out of that. The SGX stuff is, you know, like that, the first part of it, online, you know, like the theory stuff, which was really good, but then to incorporate it and 
just live and breathe it for that week was yeah really good okay so and you said you did one and a half trifectas oh so yeah pretty much it was <laughs> one trifecta weekend and then um a super and a sprint so i didn't no. get to do the beast all at tahoe no up at um colorado springs and then up in aspen oh aspen okay yeah it was beautiful best race oh, I've up there just yeah it's a nice bit of the countryside. Oh, yeah. Really nice. Definitely do it again. So just going back a little bit, I we jumped ahead, but tough guy, tough girl. They were You did all the ones around New Zealand or just, just the Rotorua one? Uh, no, we did Auckland, Rotorua, Napier, Hamilton. I think Hamilton was my favourite because it was just so muddy. It was so good. <laughs> and I love the mud. It was just like literally, I don't know if you guys did it, just mud. Like the whole thing was a mudslide. It was great. Freezing cold, but it's all worth it. (laughs) We came away like it was pretty much started to go for the gym challenge trophy. Uh, So we got that three years in a row, which was really good from Rotorua. So that was good. So I had a good little team of us um, in that. But yeah, I'm not really, I never really got to competitiveness in myself. I just love to do it and love to help people through the race and, you know, I just have that, oh, yeah, I'll run with you, you know, if you've got an injury, whatever, you know, I don't really care about, I just want to get to the end. But in the last year, I've definitely got more competitive because now I'm like, oh, you know, all of a sudden I got podium and I, was, and, and I literally didn't even know that I got podium. I was out having a cider with one of my mates, Andrew, and um, and then Mark comes running over to me, he's like, Hey, hey, like you, you put, like, hurry up, you've got podium. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Like, and so that, that kind of shocked me. I was like, wow. And that was me not really, you know, like I kind of raced well, but I didn't really think that I'd, you know. So, so this yeah. is, this is bright that just recently, or was this before that? Yeah, 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 bright. Yeah. And so that's why I went for, I just went for it at the, um, down in Goldburn. And yeah, so, and came first and then, third and fourth and I was stoked I was like oh my god (laughs) so now become an age group racer yeah now I'm like I kind of was but I just never really went you know I didn't I didn't care about where I placed but now I'm definitely you know yep okay I've got to set set that goal now and I'm like oh okay I've just got to keep up and do better stepping aside from Spartan have you done any other races in Australia other types of OCR I don't know what else is over there. I can't think at the top of my head. Oh, so Raw. Raw I love Raw. Raw's really fun. That a few times. Uh, Obstacle Hell did that. Um, True Grit. I did that a few years ago. Um, I did Muddy Buddy actually when I was in America as well. That was awesome. Um, uh, Tough Mudder back in the day when that was Tough uh, Tough Mudder. Yeah. And, and yeah. I oh, so- these are all, the ones you just talked about in Australia. They're all Queensland-based, aren't they? True yep. gritty, I think, yeah. Yeah, yep. yep. pretty much. Oh, yeah, Obstacle Hell. Oh, abs- Obstacle Hell is New South Wales, I think it's based. But, oh. yeah, we had race in Aussie, uh, um, in Queensland. Brisbane, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, all down the coast and then down New South Wales. So, pretty much I kind of went, you know. I did quite a bit of travelling in the last year. <laughs> Yes, uh, I, went, I went over for that, so pretty much, yeah, I got 
you know, I got what I, there's a few races that I didn't, you know, like, because we couldn't have this, a couple of Spartans, but um, no, it was good, and it was good organising the Sunny Coast one, that was really good to be a part of that, like, doing all the boot camp and just, yeah, just being a part of that community, it's it's really good because back here it's like oh there's just a few of us crazy people right <laughs> over there there's thousands of them and it's like yeah excellent there's thousands of us that are all the same that good crazy love it and they're all you know it's good to be a part of because we all we all want the same thing we all want OCR to grow and you know just have that community like and just keep growing that community as much as we can right yep that's what me and Max started this podcast for to try and yeah improve it and get more traction here in New Zealand we just need a few yeah. more races hopefully 2022 is going to be our year yeah definitely it can only but grow now that now that the uh, big c word's gone you know like I'm, I'm gonna say it's gone because I'm trying to be positive about it mm. and um yeah more races which would be great so the, the one you just the last race you just talked about you were because Looking on your Instagram, and because I follow you there, you were part of the organisation. So you worked for Spartan or uh, were a volunteer for Spartan and did SBX, uh, SGX coaching and all that for that? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like ambassador, um, a street team, which is all kind of gone by the now. But, yeah, so during the boot camps and just, yeah, being like official, you know, being an official, which is really good because – I did it all in America, which is like kind of comes through and helps substantially to do all that stuff. And yeah, so I would love to have Chris ring me up and go, Haley, yep, you've definitely you've got a job here. Like, come and get it. <laughs> but uh, would I? I don't know. <laughs> I've got other kind of plans that I want to do, but you know, that was my little goal that I wanted. But um, yeah, mm. I'm, think, I'm thinking bigger now. <laughs> so you're going to line up for UA in a couple of weeks. Yep. Oh, I would like to. Yep. I think it's on the cards. Especially since it's in your back door. I know. Yeah. Well, I'll mm. be in Auckland, but I'll, I'm coming down for it. So. Um, okay. Yeah, and I know the guy. One of one of the guys that did all the building of all the obstacles is one of my good friends. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we we had a chat with Gavin and Joss last week. So. Yeah, Rob actually he's like, oh, get on to them because I said, hey, I need to be a part of this. You know, like I've just stepped back in time and I need to get myself fully immersed in what I love and what I'm doing right so um yeah he's just like oh given given you know a call so I did that and yeah that was really good so hopefully I can help them out and just do some promote you know just getting the word out there and I've got the biggest mouth ever so you know I'll, I'll, I'll talk to anyone so it's great and you know and I want when you're passionate about something and you want you know like it's my heart is full of just OC, you know, like I, it's so easy for me to sell it because I just love it. So yeah. I want everyone to get amongst it, you know? So yeah, mm. growth, growth is um, the mission. Well, you know, like since I'm back in New Zealand now, I've got to help you guys. <laughs> so on that future plans, what do you see happening in New Zealand from a, from an OCR point of view, but also from a woman's point of view, because me and Max are quite interested in finding out, how to get more women involved because we've spoken to a fair few event organizers now and they say a lot of the times they have the women they turn up for one event and never come back why well why? that's why i'm asking you because i don't know uh they, they say like 
it's a tough guy, tough girl have now started the women's team event only. So that's a separate thing. And they are having reasonable success with that. But they find teenage girls come along, give it a go. It's usually with a couple of friends and then just don't come back where see, the boys just keep coming back all the time. Yeah, see, I don't get that. So you look at, um, I had this discussion the other day with a mate and mine and I was like, and and you know, like you look at the Spartan race in Aussie, how many females, like elites there are, what the age of them are, you know, the more families that there are now that are uh, that it's happening in Spartan, you know, like you won't just see just the one person come to it, you will see the whole family come, and that's what we want to build, right? Which I'm really surprised that it's not, yeah, like you say, you know, women here are getting less and less, which is like why. You know, why is that? Um, where if you look in, and and I think, is it because one, you know, like the ninja thing over there is really big, right? You know, well, it's it's getting even bigger and bigger and bigger. It's the social media, you know, like things happening with OCR, it's happening more and more, which we haven't really been able to have because like you see, we've been having, we haven't had any races. So it's kind of taken a back step. People don't know what to expect. Um, is it, you know, like, is it better to go speak to schools and do a, you know, like, I've got a million and one things that I want to kind of <laughs> do, but that would be letting the cat out of the bag. And, um, yeah, it is, and fashion kind of comes over, right? Like, you see what fads are coming in and everything like that, you know. So, surely it's it's trickling this way. You know, you look at how many people are now mountain bike riding, you know, that's just gone up, that's skyrocketed. Those those numbers have just gone whoop, straight up, right? Look how many people are more trail running. So it's getting them aware of the obstacle stuff now. Um, how do we do that? There's several ways, you know, like I've got a few ideas that I would like to see happen and I'm going to start actioning that soon, which is quite exciting. So, yeah, it's – um. Yeah, I just want the sport to grow. So I'm going to do everything in my world that I can do to see that happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let's have this conversation in, in another year and um, let's see how many women we've got <laughs> and teenage kids. Teenage kids. And because it always surprises me, like New Zealand is good at a lot of these uh, types of sports. It's an adventure capital of the world when you look at it. But obstacle sports never really taken off here as when you look at adventure racing and mountain biking and trail running, I, I go trail running and exterior challenge gets thousands of people every race. And yeah. you can go obscure little places and there's still a thousand or two people, a thousand or so people turn up uh, over but the day. How many of those people know about OCR? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that percentage is not as much as we think. People don't even know about Spartan. I'm like, what? How do you not know? How do you explain Spartan? Right, you know, mm. take it back to basics here. Um, it's And it's amazing, but it's just getting that, the more, you know, we say it to someone, <coughs> oh, you know, like, and I'm like in Aussie when I was doing trail runs and stuff. So we'd do the, um, you know, the park runs. Yep. And just, oh, have you done OCR stuff? You know, oh, why don't you get a group of blah, 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 blah. You know, just, Oh, have a look on the site. Like them to this, you know. Oh, have a look at Spartan. I'm always like, that's what I, that's my go-to. Oh, just check out Spartan. <laughs> Hit that like, read about it. Boom, there we go. They're either interested or not, but it's given that 1% because they're going to talk about it, aren't they, you know, if they're on the trail run because, you know, a lot of people do that when they're on those little park runs. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Good networking there, right there. 
Yeah, having that conversation and getting it out there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I have a, a, another question for you. Going backwards a little bit, I got a bit sidetracked. Can you go through how you went with the different races in your trifecta at Bright recently and what, for people here in New Zealand, how that compares to, I, I take it you did the Auckland one? No, I was in America. Well, you know what was, Alexander yeah. Park's like, so you can imagine yeah. what it was going to be like. Can you explain yeah. what the sprint and beast and all that at at Bright was and how the condition, what the conditions is, or the conditions is probably not the right way. What, what's the track like? So I would like to start saying with that whole little concept, because Spartan people, we all talk about it. Oh, you know, and no matter what race you're having, oh, it was too lumpy, it was too wet, there was too much water, but was there? Because a Spartan race is not defined by where it is and what it's about, you know, like it's just got obstacles and it's trails, you know, like so you've always got bush. There's never been a race that I've done, oh, except for like stadium ones. But, um, you know, normally there's bush and hills and stuff like that. It's But New Zealand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but can we say that that was right or wrong? I think it's just, it was just different, you know, like as a lot of Spartan races are. You know, was it too wet and muddy and cold and whatever? Well, that's just a Spartan race. It's it, They're all so different. Bright is a real challenge. And all of them around Australia, like I remember doing Ivory Rock, you know, and they're all so different. Like Sunny Coast, oh my God, that was the most lumpiest, open, you, like so many ankles. <laughs> like you're just like, what? Um, but it was a spun race because you just don't know what to expect. And hey, if it was flat and had no hills, but still had the obstacles, you'd still love it because that's what we love is just having those, ob- running to those obstacles, right? Doing that fun. The hills make it more challenging, definitely. I love it. I, you know, as much as I hate it, it's that love-hate thing that we all have. It's like the twister. Love-hate that thing. It's re- it's so hard, that, but it's so satisfying when you get through it because it's so long. You know, like you look at Goldburn was, what we did that, like in half the time that Bright was. It's just so different racing. But I think if it was all the same and all like bright, I don't think we'd enjoy it. Well, some of us would because <laughs> we're a bit crazy. But I love that. And that's what I love about Spartan is that all, every race is different. It's different locations. The ground's different. You don't, the terrain's different. You're just n- not going to know what to expect. Is there going to be w- more water, no water, like mud? You know, it's um, so variety for me is great. And even just the stadium ones, you know, like, yeah, but it's still a race and it's still an obstacle race. So mm. you still love it. You so know? on Bright, that's in the Blue Mountains. Do you remember what sort of elevation you got there? Oh, Is that... God. Uh, no, I should know it. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's evil. Because uh, I signed up for Bright and Taradin, Taradin out of Melbourne. Oh, yeah, Taradin, and... yeah. That's pretty flat down there, but COVID yeah, has ruined flat. getting both of those in. Um, and you said Spartan race, uh, sorry, stadium races. Have you done a stadium race in Australia? Is there one there? or I, I actually did one in America. Yeah, I was going to say in America. Because we went over, I went over with some friends to do the one in Melbourne, thinking it was at the MCG, but it's on the outside of the MCG. You don't actually get to go into the MCG. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, Bright is probably... 
my fate like or yeah. aspen would be one of my but we we did one in colorado springs and literally it was at the army base and just flat flat with these tiny little hills and oh my god my scalp got burnt um it was horrendous heat like there was people that <laughs> died died there's a guy that died on that race um it was just a shocker but so flat and dry you know like no hills and we were just like running but it just made it because it was like you could see it which was really different like you could look out and see most of the like obstacles and where everyone would go they had these little hills you know like and it was great but totally different to you know and then going to Aspen and going up a snow mountain that's like bright like up and down a snow mountain it's just yeah totally different <laughs> one kiwi question what about everything kills you in Australia how do you get on with that every little bug oh, I'm always worried about that stuff Nah, it doesn't even happen. I've never ever seen it. You know, I was running in when I was training in um America and I'd run and the lady would be like, Oh, did you see the bear that you just ran past? And I'm like, What? And I, it happened all the time. I'm just like, why do I never see the, the wildlife that I want to see? I've I do you know the whole time I've been in Aussie, haven't seen a snake at all. I love spiders, so that doesn't freak me out. But um I tell you the one thing was leeches, but I've never had a leech on the race, thank God. But, um, yeah, when I was down in New South Wales and I did a couple of those um, those waterfall runs, trail runs, and, oh, my God, they're just leeches everywhere. They just kept coming. I was freaking out. But, yeah, no, I haven't seen anything. Like, everyone's like, oh, I'm so scared of snakes. Oh, no, I haven't seen <laughs> one. And you just – they get too scared away. I'm really bad because I run with a little like, – I run with music. And don't say anything <laughs> to, to the officials. Um, I'm the I'm the DJ, so that's my thing. Of like, oh, I'm just scaring away the wildlife. I say, have a speaker, but, not headphones. Uh, yeah, but um, there was some snakes at Sunny Coast because the grass was, and there were some browns actually. But pretty much when setup happens, they all scarper. Like we had. Because the grass was just like like haymaking grass kind of thing, and it was on the all these ro- the rolling you know um, ground. Um, a couple of the guys here, they were like, "Oh, you know, I just seen a snake over there." And I'm just like, "Whoa!" Lucky it was like prior to the race, so a few days prior. But they all like I never seen any on any of the races. You got anything to add, Max? I'm not sure. Jagus have been quiet the whole time. I've <laughs> just been listening to you <laughs> talk well, about. Hi, Max. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> Um, what, what, what do I want to ask you? Oh, we're cutting. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Hopefully the Olympics. OCR will go to the Olympics. That's, I'd love that to happen. Mm. Mm. Hopefully 2028 is the, the possibility, yeah. apparently. 2028, um, where's that one? Los Angeles? Because I know that if it doesn't go there, I know that the, they were trying to get it as a demo sport for the Brisbane ones. Which is thirty-two, I think. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, that would be quite good. It would be. It's going yeah. to be. I've got to say, it's going to be. Going to be. Yes, got to be yeah. on the positive. Yeah. That's right. Not none yeah. of us. Oh, we want it to be. It's going yeah. to be because we are going to succeed at what we're doing and yeah. build the sport up to be. Um, yeah, yeah, one of the great ones that everyone you know see our numbers just going up and up and up. 
Mm, I think it'll get there. It'll be so different though, because they have to standardize. So that's going to be weird, having OCR where I think the Olympic form yeah. of it would be so different than it, the did, events. If either is watch the Spartan Games, this year's version. No, I've only watched season one, haven't I? I need to catch up on yeah. it. Season two. Yeah. Well, I won't spoil it for you, but I, they have it have a uh, a obstacle race there that is so set up for what the Olympics will be like. Ah. It's not like we know it now, but it's still an obstacle race. And it is still, it is very entertaining and everything, but it's it's built around viewership more when yeah. you're watching it yeah. and thinking of where Joe DeSanta wants to take the sport. You can see why oh. this was in the Spartan Games because that's what it's yeah. purely all about. How's his new show, though? Oh, my God, love it. He's brilliant. Like, I'm sorry, but he is a brilliant, brilliant man. <laughs> So I think you've met him. Oh no, that's my like my dream to meet him. I yeah no because when I went to America and did Aspen, he was somewhere else like in the world. But yeah, I wish. So what races are on Haley's calendar for 2022? Oh, as many as possible. As many as possible. Uh yeah, the um the Mount one, um both of them, um Tough Guy and Girl, Barton. Uh, yeah, as many as, uh, not thinking about back to Oz yeah. or anywhere else further afield. Oh, Abu Dhabi I will be next year. Yes, yeah. yes, I would love to do that one. And I've had a client of mine actually from Aussie ring me and go, I want to go there and do that. And I'm like, oh, and I, and for some reason he thought it was March. I'm like, dude, it's in December. Like, <laughs> I'm highly. Don't know if I'm going to be able to because I'm going here, there, and everywhere else this year. But, but yes, no, I've got a few goals, and there's a few of us from Goldburn. We've got a bit of a group, you know, that Spartan, a little crazy group of just all the Spartans that kind of get together and add each other on, you know, and run with each other and stuff. And we've kind of, there's yeah, a few that have been a little bit disappointed and just need a bit of a challenge. So I think we're going to go do, um, go do Hawaii next year. Some of us hadn't done that, and some of us have done that. So, yeah, um, I'm actually wanting to do one in Thailand because I love going to Thailand for my Muay Thai, and, and I haven't been for the last couple of years, which has been, you know, why I went to Australia. But So I'd love to incorporate both having both doing both of my passions over in Thailand. So, yeah, I've got a few on the um, – but definitely international is – going to be my goal in the next for the next you know like few years and probably further than Aussie definitely I would like to try quite a few of the races that are around the world Spartan races and just to get the you know just to get the difference and see because it's very different you know with Australia Spartan and then you go to international Spartan and that's different again and you know I've heard of it's different you know here there and everywhere so Yeah, explore new races, and I love travelling. So, yeah, I'll keep going somewhere. <laughs> if your client in Australia is serious about Abu Dhabi, have a listen to one of our earlier episodes. Jeremy Robson, Robinson, he's a Kiwi that lives there, and he offered to help anyone who wanted to come over and really? wear that stuff. So have a listen and get his his details, oh. and uh, if they're keen, certainly touch base with him because he's at SGX Coast coach as well. And oh, um, awesome. he's a Kiwi living over there, and 
Oh, cool. Oh, I definitely will. Can you send the link to that? Because I'm so not, like, I'm so not onto it with, <laughs> with podcasts and stuff. <laughs> not really tech savvy. I'm getting there slowly, but, you know, I normally have to ask my kids how to do things. <laughs> no, I'll post something for you. How's the ninja stuff going, Max? There's nothing. <laughs> it doesn't exist in New Zealand yet. Because I keep, um, Emma, do you know Emma Teed? Oh, God, yes, yes. Okay, I'm friends with her on Facebook, and she keeps messaging me, like, ninja stuff. Like, yep. this is happening in Australia. And I'm like, it, it, New Zealand can't join in. We don't have any events. But we should. Like, I don't know why it's not here. Oh, um, I'm it just doesn't exist. I don't know why. But I know. And that's, you know, like, that's a very big thing. Like, I'm surprised that there's not more, like, you just see it happening uh, and Aussie, you know, like the ninja gym, like the ninja stuff, the OCR stuff's just going boom, 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 and it's happening, you know, like you can see it happening, there's more of it happening, the farm in Sunny Coast, that's an awesome classic example of that's just popped up, you know, like there's more of it happening, there's more ninja gyms, things like that how long does it take, you know, I always say that New Zealand's so far behind the times, I'm like <laughs> you know, I said this five years ago, <laughs> like I'm like I came back from America going Hey, I want to open a like OCR gym, blah 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 blah. Totally wasn't ready for it. New Zealand was not ready for it. Are they ready now? Uh, you know, like they've got to be. Like you know, it's got to be happening in the next year or so. I think um, Ninja's got to be trickling in. Like, I'm surprised just with all the how big Ninja like Ninja Warriors and but being a part of all them over you know and, and all the kids and stuff like. You know, I was amongst all those guys, and it was awesome. And I can see, you know, how you asked me that question about the kids and the mums. That's where, you know, that kind of thing, because they see it on TV. You know, like, and the kids, oh, my God, that's, you know, oh, there's Jade, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's Wonder Woman, you know. And then the mums, because the mums know who it is, because the kids want to be like that person, right? So, yeah, it's it's got to happen. Yeah, because I mean, you get TV shows here. If someone wants to help me and sponsor me and give me some money to open a gym, (laughs) like several gyms, it'd be great. Yeah, Mm. I think I just need someone to do it. Because I mean, New Zealand gets the TV shows, so there must be people interested. We get the American one, the Australian one. We had the Australian Spartan show a number of years ago. And, um, but there's just no. No gyms have run ninja events here. There's been no competitions. And I I, I feel like maybe a gym just has to do it and then people will jump for it because people know what it is already there's just no way to do it like i've just gone to like just gotten to auckland right and you know that's kind of my next uh, i like to um i did an aussie you know put my feelers like looked and see what was happening where and you know like what gyms are around blah 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 blah. so yeah i'm gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if there is anything because you know first of all you go okay there's got to be parkour parkour's got to be there right so if there's a parkour, those kids are the same kids as that wants to do the ninja stuff, you know, that it runs part, you know, like hand in hand, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know what's up there, but um, it's on my little to-do mission list and to help grow because that's what I'm here for and what I'm all about. So, Well, if you find one, let us know. The only one we know of uh, got closed down before it started because the neighbours complained. Oh, really? So, yeah, apparently he got consent from the neighbours but didn't give them that there was going to be school kids running around and then they complained because they're elderly and complained about 
potential noise and now it's all before the courts. So, but that's the only one oh. well, I know of, any rate, here in Auckland. Wow, yeah. Is there, and there's, there must be a parkour place, though. There is, yeah. In Auckland. But yeah. Max would know that. He's. Yeah. Know that oh, yeah. I haven't followed it in the past few years, but there's Flow. I'm pretty sure Flow Academy is up there. Parkour gym slash like tricking and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if there's a Ninja Warrior scene there. And um, I'll find out yeah. soon enough. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm surprised none of the rock climbing gyms have started. Um, well, there's that new one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and see that one because um, I want to give it a go. There's a new one on North Shore. Got a good bouldering, big, a uh, real good bouldering wall. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go see that and just see what the kind of gist is over there because it kind of goes in with that, you know, like it's kind of mm. has that all, all, you know, that kids adventure, but us big kids as well, you know. I like to say. <laughs> all right, we'll ask you the question we ask everybody. If you could have coffee with anyone, dead, live, or in between, who would it be and why? Oh, now, this is a hard one, okay? I thought um, you'd answered it before. I thought you would say Joe. Yeah, it is. see, that's what it is. So I have two. I'm like Joe DeSena because he's like my idol and, oh, my God, I just, you know, yep. But then Dave Grohl is my also like my all-time forever, you know. I like that, your second yeah. choice more than your first choice. <laughs> yeah so it's the same question as what three things would i take to a, um, a stranded island i'd take dave Grohl because there's so many things that you know he could sing to me <laughs> perform at night <laughs> well thank you very much for that Hayley. awesome thank you guys just listen to Hayley. i hope you enjoyed that an interesting lady and if you are in auckland and you feel like joining one of her classes. She does some work at Liam's uh, SendFit Gym in Glen Innes. So come along there. Don't forget to like and follow us for more podcast episodes and more content on obstacle sports in New Zealand. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our website, all under Obstacle Races New Zealand.